Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. If Karga said you were coming, we have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Luke, and uh, we got a special one for you guys today. We got a couple of regulars with us. We got Justice. Hello, hello. We got Dave. Hey, everybody. And we got a special guest. We got Andrew Oler with us. Hello, hello. Hey, all the way from the... Not the west side of Canada, but we're getting there. It's Alberta, right? The mid- I was from Alberta. I am now in Saskatchewan. Oh, you moved. Even, even more boring. So that must have been recent, because I know that you hosted the big tournament in Alberta, right? Uh, I was in that was in Calgary, and I was oh, living in Saskatchewan then. And mm-hmm. I went down and hosted it. Oh. I planned everything from Saskatchewan. So. Uh, I'm gonna oh. be honest though, y'all. I was saying from someone from the states, all of those sound like amazing places. Like a place called Saskatchewan sounds awesome. <laughs> it's like Montana with less people and less. I would people. love that. <laughs> It's the it's the really flat middle state that we all make fun of. You know, you can watch your dog run away all day. Yep. Whereabouts yeah, in Saskatchewan uh, are you? A city called Yorkton. City in quotations. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been to Saskatoon a couple times, but that's about would it, it be more like a town or a village? Uh, no. I mean, it's like thirty thousand people, so it oh. it's small, but. I'm out here on the uh, working at the grain mill out here. So we supply like a huge amount of oats over to North America. So it's cool. It's not glamorous, but it uh, does the deed. Did you say 30,000 is small? Well, it's kind of <laughs> The town small. I live in is uh, 2,000 something. Oh, oh okay. geez, really? I had no idea. I just assume yeah. every American, t- like, yeah, I assume you guys are all in big cities. Yeah. No. I mean, a lot of the, the bigger states have low populations, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yes. So uh, there's just some states that are just super condensed, like California, oh, Florida, like New York, obviously. I mean, New Orleans has a bunch. New York's not a state, but you understand what I mean. New York um, is a state. Yeah, New, New York's, York's a state. Well, New York, New York, New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the city. Yeah. Right. There right. we go. Well, the state yeah, that, is probably. That's all that matters. Yeah, actually. <laughs> it's like when you talk about Louisiana, you're talking about New Orleans. Dave and I were just talking about how bad my American geography is, so we're not going to go there. <laughs> it is better than anything I could do with uh, Canada. Well, you know it's you know it's above you, right? It's up, we're the neighbor up north. We're, <laughs> we're the loud assholes upstairs. Just know that any of the northern territories have less population than any of your states. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to the real meat and potatoes. Let's talk about uh, Andrew. When did you? Um, when about did you start playing X Wing? I started right when the Outrider came out in first edition. PTSD. Uh, so the Outrider <laughs> and the Decimator, I believe, came out at the same time. So that I remember getting four? the, I think wave four, yeah. I got the first edition core set and played it a little bit with my brother, nothing super crazy. And then, I don't know, a couple buddies and I just bought a couple expansions and played on the kitchen table and then 
we kept doing that and having fun with it. And then we heard that there was like a, like a big tournament in town in Edmonton at that time. And uh, we went out and got absolutely stomped. And then that was, that was it. We were hooked. So been playing ever since. That goes to show it's not like um, certain games where you get stomped in like 10 minutes, but I mean, that's happened to me a couple times in X-Wing. Um, back in the 1.0 days, but yeah, it's, I think a lot of, a lot of people started out on the kitchen table and it just, uh, how, about how long did it take before you got, um, you saw that there was like local tournaments and stuff like that, like a couple of years uh, ago? It was about a year, probably. Nice. We played a little bit friends and then, yeah, and then started playing in tournaments. And then I played on Vassal a lot. <laughs> Remember Vassal? Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then TTS kind of became better and better and better over time. So I started playing on TTS when you had to, like, lock down the movement token, pick up the ship, oh, I... like, shimmy it. Oh, I remember. <laughs> that was when I started oh, yeah. on TTS, like. Yeah, and then I play TTS and then moving away I don't really have too much of a local scene right now because I moved over here for work so TTS has been mostly my local scene I'll travel out to Saskatoon for the tournaments and stuff and we've got a great group there but yeah it's been weird not having much of a local scene coming from Edmonton which had a really good one nice nice oh, that's really cool obviously uh, I didn't know about you until I guess the recent um, Nickel City draft leagues um, oh. were were almost in season five. Five, I think I, I might have heard about you before then, but it's been great being able to chat with you and chat on all the discords there and For catch sure. up from people all over the world. I know that we were chatting a bit about you maybe coming down uh, into London for the Force yeah. Open, but that that. Uh, fell through but that that's that happens it's life yeah and then um, i was supposed to go to montreal and that fell through but i made vancouver so yeah that's you're going all over the place going all the way to the i'm right in the of... middle of the right in the middle of the, the country and there's not much around me so i got to travel for the big events i played like, you uh... before in tts before in nickel city right oh yeah we've absolutely played before okay yeah, we were just chatting before the I, podcast started that he was trying to steal you from me. I remember. And then I gave, and then I gave you away. You, were, you you were on my list of people to to try to try to pick up at a certain time, and <laughs> apparently I'd missed the fact that you were already drafted. Uh, That's the you wouldn't have traded me away like somebody. <laughs> you Probably told not. me to. <laughs> Don't even lie. We've talked about this. Yes, I mean. You did get a really good round pick. Hopefully, going to get some even uh, some more great picks. I got one first round for season five and two second rounds. So hopefully, get you got the nice. first round for me, right, or the second? I got you as my third pick. No, like the trade. Uh oh, I got a first rounder because I didn't have one before. I I gave it away to Brendan um, for. Because uh, he was trying to get spots for next season, and then so he gave me a a second spot for season which you four, took me with. which I took you with, and then it ended up panning out, which is okay. We'll see what I can do. Uh, what we can do next season. Anyway, enough about the draft league. Let's get on <laughs> to some real life X wing shenanigans. Uh, like you were saying, you traveled all the way to Vancouver. Uh, yeah. They had the World Open Qualifier, which is super exciting. Uh, yeah, was that where this win is from? Uh, this, uh, well, this win... Sort of. <laughs> yeah. About 50%. It's a lot, it's a lot less uh, exciting than that, but there was... Uh, so, the main event... Um, happened 
and I I did okay. I went three and three, which was much worse than I was hoping for. Um, the main event was excellent. Uh, Kaylin Wong and Jonas Malapas do did an incredible job at running the event. Um, and everyone, so because it was a two day event, and there so there's like forty, I think forty eight, forty six people. Oh, awesome. Somewhere in there. It was great. Um, but day two, there was the cut for the top eight, which was great. Um, but there was also, they ran a store championship with two store championships because they had over 40 people. They had 42 people, I believe, for the store championships. Um, so they ran that on day two. So it was like a gigantic store championships. That's the same size as like a WCQ, right? Um, and then the people from top eight who lost ha could have a buy into um, the store championship. Oh, neat. So okay. That's cool. a great way of doing things. Yeah, it was excellent. And then if you're top four, you have your invite. So it doesn't yeah. matter. And if you have a couple days to, to kill, like it's a great way to give away more than one. Um, and it was. Well, I guess I guess the world call. How many people get one in the world qualifier? Four people, top four people four. get the world invites. So they had, was it? So was Six. the store champ was run by the same people. Yep. Wow. So they had five invites people, to go away. Yeah, it's great for people who traveled, um, because then it gives them something to do the second day. Mm -hmm. That's not just like a side event kind of for funsies thing, which there's no problem with that. But it it you know it's a real incentive to come back. It's like a second chance, right? So. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. yeah, I will. I will speak to that. That we tried um, at the the Forest City uh, Open. Right. We had the tournament the first day. I think a lot of people were burnt out because the second day we tried to do like team stuff, and then hmm. uh, we only got like two games in before everybody called it quits and headed home. I was ready. Yeah, to one, I mean. But... There was a lot of drops in the store champs, um, mostly because like as soon as people lost their second game, most people just dropped out at that point. But the organizers did a great job. They had a huge prize wall and like every sort of kind of bounties and fun stuff and wins would get you um, to go up and just yoink something from the prize wall. So they tried to keep people playing as long as they could. Um, did they was there like a big get together or anything like that after the first day or did people get together after yeah, the second day? I got together with uh, a couple of the guys from NCX actually. It was great. Oh awesome. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Kaylin Wong. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, he's <laughs> Kaylin's he, great. Yeah, he brought the uh it's the resistance fame uh with he the did, uh, yeah. the droid that brings in a ship on turn three. I was I mean, flying I that list for a, flying that list for a long time, where you bring in Finn on turn three and start murdering people from behind. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, Kalen's great. He's uh, he's from Vancouver, so. I know you mentioned um, before we started recording, but um, the first day you were using Rebels. Uh, yeah, I brought and, I brought and... Han plus Han plus four. Uh, which I had been practicing with a lot. Um, and I didn't, I don't know, I just didn't do great. I had crazy flight delays and stuff. I had a horrible time getting to the tournaments. <laughs> I like, I got there that morning and barely got there. So I attribute part of it to fatigue and part of it to just... Yeah, jet lag's a thing. It just, it just happens. Everyone has those days. Yeah, um, I know I know. traveling west, it, it's, it can... In my opinion, it's worse jet lag because it's earlier in the afternoon, but you're tired because it's later in the day for you, right? So yeah. um, it was great, but, though. Um, but it seems so like yeah. you got your rest up for the next day. <laughs> I did, I guess. <laughs> so I brought a scum list for fun, the scum list that I've been repping and kind of playing with a lot, testing with a few people uh, the second day because I actually. I actually already had my world's invite from a store championship earlier, but I figured like, hey, what the hell if we're going to play in a, like a second event, right? If I miss out on the cut, 
I'm going to play some scum and see how well I can do and be a roadblock. And it turned out I did really well. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get, let, let's go over. Um, before, uh, I'm not sure if you remember any of your uh, mashups. I know it's been a few I, weeks. I do a little bit, yeah. Okay, but uh, before we do that, let's let's break down your list a little bit. Because um, I, I do have a couple questions. Yes, um, absolutely. So it is so, a five-step um, list. Uh, yeah, let, uh, why don't you go over it? If you want to go over it or I can go over it. Um, uh, yeah, so. You can go over it and then I'll uh, interrupt you when I have a question. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, so it is a scum list and I have... I got the idea from there's a one of the best been bench warmers. He talks on Platting Face Syndicate a lot. Alex Merrill has been kind of talking about this list and playing it a bit. So I tweaked some upgrades um, more to my liking and after playing it a bit to kind of um, more my style, I guess. Um, and I pulled some pieces from different places. Um, but it's Dr. Afra. And I straight up stole this build from Crispy because I'd played against it a lot and played with it a lot. And I just really like this build. Uh, so Dr. That Afra is the build has... I've seen Crispy um, play with a lot and Cat. Uh, yeah. Playing it a lot too. Yeah. Uh, so Afro with Lando, uh, the Child, Overtuned Modulators, Houndstooth, and uh, BT1 Gunner. And. Uh, I um, think that you got Babu Frick in there as well. Yeah, that and Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Yes, that's the probably the most important part of that build. Um, but we'll get to that later. Uh, and then I ran Manaru with Cutthroat, which was actually huge all weekend. Gar Saxon Gunner, uh, the Punishing One title, over two modulators again. And I think that's all on Manaru. Does Doing this R5 from memory, Oh, and R5P8, of course. Thank you. I could just look at this. So I don't know why I'm doing this from memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't let us be the only ones reading it. But yeah, absolutely. Use the List Fortress. Uh, there's Cad Bane with Marksmanship, Synced Laser Cannons, uh, Zuckus and Xanadu Blood. And then there was Bosk with Deadmanship, Marks. Dead Man's Switch and Marksmanship, and Lee Mackay with R4B11 and Plasma Torpedoes. So, where do we want to start with this list? Because this list has a lot of moving parts. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I have a, a couple to start off with. Uh, do you guys, uh, Justice or Dave, do you have any uh, big questions to No, because... No, no. I'm I, just gonna I've been playing a scum list so in NCX, so yeah, I know... That's a good list. So, at um, the core, okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, my my first big question is uh, a big thing that um, I notice is no fen. So, um, are you not big into fen, or is this your? I think really difficult to take more than one six pointer. You think? I just think fen is terrible in the meta. To be honest, I think he dies to saturation salvo bombers. He does not like Han. He does not like Death Troopers on Rack. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really... He's fine against Arcs. That's probably the one matchup he's fine with. I, I just think there's so much stuff that, like, I think six-point Fen is actually quite good in a vacuum. I just don't think that he wants to play with a lot... Pardon me, a lot of the toys around. Um, whereas Afra can kind of not care about a lot of those things and still has double-modded offense um a lot of health and is uh like passive with lando and overturned and everything has passive double mods but also has big synergy with cad and manaru and that's kind of the core of the list yeah the interesting thing um let's start with uh cad um, yes yeah, so i this is one of the changes from like the other version of the list, but I went to sync laser cannons and Zuckus. This lets you, uh, and then marksmanship because you have points. <laughs> but Cad Bane's ability plus Zuckus is great. Um, you can take a stress to reroll 
um, any of the defender's defense dice. And if you have them in bullseye with a dead to rights, um, they cannot spend focuses, so you can reroll evades pretty much guilt-free. Um, the sync laser cannons is just more consistent um, over time, especially on an I-4 than the proton cannons. Um, the proton cannons have that big spike damage, and if you can get bullseye, they hurt really hard, <laughs> really badly. But um, the sync laser cannons just let you constantly shoot the three dice uh, with CAD. And the other big thing is because I'm taking Zuckus, I don't want to self-stress because I cannot use Zuckus if I'm stressed. Yeah. So not having to reposition with um, CAD all of the time, unless I have to, uh, leaves me to open to Zuckus. And the reason Zuckus is there is Cad Bane's ability lets me pass tokens that I have to the defender if the attack hits. So at initiative four, if I hit with my Sync Laser Cannon, which is Zuckus helps me do and helps me be stressed, I can throw the token to the defender and give them a stress token if they weren't already stressed or if they are already stressed. <laughs> which matters a lot because you have things like BT-1 on Afra, and most importantly, Gar Saxon on Manaru. And they're both lower initiative than Cad Bane, so if you can keep tossing tokens with Cad, you can keep fueling um, BT-1 and uh, Gar Saxon on your own without having to worry about the enemy uh, the the enemy ships stressing themselves um, naturally, which does happen a lot <laughs> to turn on some of the tricks in the list. But I liked CAD because it enables the shenanigans, right? And it's a way for me to force enable the shenanigans. Um, did you ever notice... Um, did you ever regret taking Zuckus at all? Like, because you were... Where you were repositioning a lot with CAD, so he didn't really come into effect. Because I've always, no. I've always still been looking at IG eleven crew just to make him pretty much invincible. Yeah, um, I mean that's probably not terrible. I, I never regretted Zuckus. No, I, I just, I kind of with this CAD bin build was very much like playing him like an X wing, and just like if I get bullseye, cool. Uh if not, I'm not too worried about it. Right. I'm still a three dice gun. Yeah, it's still, and then you still get Zuckus in itself as a modification. So, um, correct. So, um, it, and it kind of works out with certain, like, yeah, like R4B11 in that respect. Yeah, and in certain matchups, Zuckus is more important. So, the higher agility stuff, you kind of don't want to barrel roll or boost. But against like an arc or a lower agility stuff, you can kind of keep doing the barrel roll boost and stressing yourself because you don't need Zuckus. Because uh, you can still pass your stress if you reposition, of course, right? Like if you can guarantee that um, bullseye with the barrel, you probably take it. But other than that, I understand. this yeah. has probably been <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah, and it's kind of uh, when when you think about it, it's kind of replaces dead to rights if you don't have that bullseye. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, and if you have both, it's it's brutal. Um, so then Manaru is really just there to be a big gun. R five P eight Gar Saxon hurts like gives her some passive mods. Uh, Gar Saxon just lets her punch so hard. Um, she can shoot a proton torpedo if you take a stress token or a lock token. So I could. Sometimes I'll just throw a lock up with uh, Mr. Bosk and and then spend that to shoot four dice. Um, it's really funny against a lot of the resistance lists that take M9G8 because I can spend the M9G8 lock to shoot an extra dice. Oh, oh yeah. that's true. I played uh, against a Sunfac in the tournament and uh, the poor guy's ensnare tractor token. I can spend that with Gar Saxon. <laughs> Um, yeah, you, it, it may... you could spend a whispers jam off of them, correct? That's pretty sweet. I never thought of that. And, and uh, not limited, it's just 
it's not once per turn, so Manaru can just every turn be a mini Proton Torpedo if you want. Um, Cutthroat is... I went with Overtune Modulators over Contraband. A, because there's some synergy if I want to pass tokens to Afra or Cad or something. It's Manaru's ability. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, it's just that you can recover the charge on Overtuned. So with Cutthroat, I found it really useful um, between the R5P8 and the Overtune Modulators, mostly because I just had points for the Cutthroat I threw it on, but it was very useful all weekend. Yeah, I've seen that um, two points go towards uh, expert handling before, but I've never yeah. seen anyone bear a roll a Punisher. Yeah, I don't, I've, I've only done it once or twice, maybe. <laughs> um, and then, like, the big thing, too, is Cutthroat can remove stress, and the Jumpmaster's dial is terrible. Uh, so if something dies, you know, in a pinch, you need to clear stress token, you can do that as well. It's just kind of flexible it was a nice little two-point addition that carried a lot more weight than i thought it was going to over the weekend i really like seeing manaru in here because honestly i did i was flying the fandangar for a bosk um list for a bit and Mm -hmm. i think six points on a jump master um can feel a little bad because it is only nine health it's the same and sometimes two agility just doesn't do anything yeah you can, just, you can you can just on any ship you can just roll bad and then it's just a a wartime loadout y-wing that you just yeah but anyway i know they oh. can shoot twice and that's why he's six points but i think manaru is really cool to still be on the table yeah, and the I3 was really big too cause, because she shoots after CAD every turn. So if there is a possibility of CAD throwing the stress, then Manaru can eat the stress that CAD threw. So CAD's then shedding it for himself, giving it to an enemy. Sure, you're removing their stress so they're not stressed, so you're benefiting the enemy ship a little bit, but usually once you throw four dice at them, they're not that happy that you know, you're know you removing the stress. <laughs> 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 Uh, and then the Afra build, um, to spill the secrets a little bit, it can stop for three turns in a row with Babu Frick. That's really why you do it. It's You kind of just put her in a position of the board, and you hog it, <laughs> and you don't let anyone pass you, and you're a big gun right in the middle of the board. Um, exerts pressure everywhere. Um, with Lando, you can re-roll your offense dice with the reinforce, which is what you're doing most turns. Um, and then you have the child as force tokens. Um, and because you're initiative three, you're usually in the meta shooting last. So spending the reinforce to reroll dice with Lando is not uh, terribly detrimental. Um, and then Babu Frick, you can stop, you can put a stress token on Babu. The charge goes down. The second turn, you can stop and put a stress token on Babu. And then the following turn, you'll gain two stress. But Overtuned is all at the same timing window as Babu Frick. So you can actually pop Overtuned first and then gain the two stress from Babu. So you still have all tokens for Lando shenanigans, do a blue, clear stress, and then you've essentially had no consequences for stopping for three turns. You never had a turn without tokens. Correct. That's, yeah. Have you noticed like issues uh, yeah. with the child, like this being forced starve and not having anything? If people don't shoot you, yes. Yeah. Um, and it is it is problematic, but um, you can just focus and have it there. Um, typically, she dies before I even burn the Babu charges. Typically, people just shoot Afro with all of the malice in the universe for some reason. <laughs> well, if you <laughs> don't start shooting in the way. early into the game enough, you're not going to kill her. Correct. So, depending on um, the list, of course. Plus. The other super cheeky Babu Frick is Afra has been super weak to jam with this build. But Babu can, if you mag pulse her or jam, Babu can take those tokens before they apply their effect. So you are completely jam-proof for three turns as well. So we'll take the deplete 
and the jam away. But you'll still take if you want. If you want, you can take the deplete and the jam. I mean, just take the jam the same turn that you activate the overtune. I don't know. Usually, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. It's pretty it, low consequences. It's probably uh, do it and then worry about the consequences later when you're dealing with like a Magpulse Smellers or something. Mm -hmm. And then Limakai is there. I like the offer of B11 just because there is some synergy with like stress and red tokens. And, right. Uh, she shoots first. So typically. It doesn't matter too much. Um, it's more there for like if you shoot your plasmas and you roll really good, you can use the lock to re-roll uh, their dice. Um, but sometimes if they're stressed, you can re-roll their dice. It, it's it's situationally good and has some synergy with the other list over the dorsal turret. So I really liked it. And then yeah, Bosk is there. The, it's the same as you said before, though. You can use any red or orange token. Correct. Um, so like you said before, if they're jammed like a whisper attractor like a nantex you could just use that or reposition yeah, the address. yeah i bullied my brother's lulo um by shooting at him with lima moving his stress to reroll his dice so he rolled two dice because then i remove a stress to make him reroll those two dice and then lulo goes to shoot after me he's now longer stressed so he only rolls his two attack dice it was very comedic oh, oh. <laughs> And then Bosk is just there being two-point guy to Dead Man Switch. Um, there is a little funny synergy with having um, Houndstooth on Afra. You can like dock Bosk early and then shoot him out to block people um, oh. in the system phase. It's been so um, long since you can. I know you can actually dock Bosk. Uh it's not very useful most times, but situationally against like a bomber swarm or something, it might be fun to just throw Bosk. Like you really a... need to, if it's chance, you really need to save one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one, I mean, you can throw him out during the system phase to be like an initiative zero block or two, right? So I don't know. It's an option. So <laughs> when does. Did I use it? Absolutely not. <laughs> But just for anybody listening, if they are want to do that, when does the docking happen? Does that happen in the activation phase? The undocking? It no, happens. The, when you dock the ship, that happens. It's in when you overlap the ship or in the phase or at the very beginning of the game. Like you can start and reserve as well. Okay. So you can ram right into them to dock? Correct. Okay. Or. You just accidentally ram, and then you're like, oh, I'll just dock instead of taking damage. <laughs> yes. But uh, FYI, That's... anybody listening, you can't just pick up a salvage crate and dock. You'll... It doesn't work. You, you'll no, you cannot. It. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's my ramble about I know a lot of interactions, but uh, that's what Scum does best, right? So. No, I really like it. It's one of those things where... Um, you have to pay big points for high initiative. This isn't first order, where you can just pay three points and have a bunch of high fives. Uh, yeah, so you kind of have to deal with the low initiatives, but if it hits hard enough and the ships have the staying yeah. power, then why not? It typically has a very big counterattack. The ships, it's a pretty beefy list, so you can survive front damage. I mean, things can go uh, if you play Manaru wrong, you could just lose Manaru in the engage. If you lose Afra in the engage, something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> but it, you know, it can happen. So yeah, I'm always worrisome about those um, jump master starting positions. Um, so do you normally like start on the left and kind of start banking in on the outside, or do you start on the right every time? With uh, what's your usual play? It's it depends on what I'm trying to do with Manaru, but um, usually just on the right side and just run her right up the right side and gum her right into the middle of the board. Because it's a dark um, ship. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> or I set her behind Afra to one turn in. Like she starts uh, parallel to the board edge and then one turns in behind Afra. And then kind of just trails up to just be engagement. 
and then while Afra stops, Manaru like hop hopscotches over Afra. Um, those are kind of the two positions played her in. I tried to avoid placing her on and have to do the awkward right turns as little as possible, but we can um, um do you guys have any questions about the scum build at all? No. Like it. Yeah, I'd I like do. to see this played actually. I mean uh, that Afra I Looking back, I really should have just gone the Babu Frick route. I wanted to be fun with a Palab getting a false chain finder code for my own. But no, the Babu Frick's a better build. Yeah, let's just go over um, Justice. Your build was uh, with Sitakro Fazago, so you were able to move the illicits around. And yeah. because. Afra has so many points, she can put the more expensive illicits onto Paylob for you. Like, yeah. like Afra. Oh, that's uh, kind of that's cool. Yeah. What I did was, so I put Dead Man Switch on Palob, and Afra carried Overtuned and False Transponder Codes. Turn one, I switched Dead Man and False Transponder Codes. And then once uh, I spend Overtuned on Afra, I switched that back to Palab, because Palab's really going to be losing green tokens. Removing. Yeah. Kind of a, a neat little get-around-the-loadout values of a ship trick. Yeah, it's not as good as Babu Frick would have been. I mean, it's just the it way is. that your Palab list works. It's just, uh... It worked out for you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but I always look like, could I have done better if I would have been smarter? Build. <laughs> I don't think right. you had five ships either, did you, Justice? Uh, no, because I brought Fen for some stupid reason. Oh. I mean, Fen is fun. I'm not going to deny it. Fen did Fen nothing. I'm never going to argue Fen either. In He's every a blast, game I but... played with him, Fen did nothing. Oh, really? Oh. It, it was Palab and Afro who were doing the, like, heavy lifting. You do have to get quite lucky with Fen, but, um, and this nuke stuff when you look at them. But if you don't do that, then, yeah, you can kind of whimper away. But, um, uh, let's, let's take a look at the, the store championship. This was the Western Canadian store championship. If anybody's looking for it on List Fortress, um, uh, yeah. Uh, do you have any record? Like, how many rounds was the store champ? Do you remember? Was it four rounds or? It five was rounds? five. Okay. It was five rounds. I did go four and zero, oh, and then so story time. Uh, it was me and Star, who is another NCXer. We were the only two undefeateds. And I had, had explained earlier that I had my invite. Star did not. So I actually ID'd with him so that he would guarantee the invite. Um, one of the two invites. Well, because would, would he have been second anyway or no? Was no, it? because if we played and I had won, there's a chance I lost and it didn't. Then he won it. But if he lost, Depending on margin. It goes down to strength of schedule, and he could have been knocked to fourth or fifth, potentially, because there were X and ones. And if he got knocked down to fourth or fifth, then pass necessarily that far. Because his SOS wasn't very high. Correct. So if we ID'd, I'd, I went and talked to the judges. I knew he didn't have his invite in one. I didn't want takes away his opportunity right mm -hmm. um so i went and talked to the judges and i was like is this okay is this then we went to set up and he offered it to me <laughs> so, he knew what was going on. so i accepted and then um 
because it was more than 32 people, they ended up giving out two kits, I think. Okay. Um, so Star got one, and then uh, the other one, essentially the fifth round was being played for the invite. Um, so yeah, that was, that was cool. And he was really happy that he got an invite. So, <laughs> and then yeah, I still won really cool on strength they... of schedule. I still won the whole tournament on strength of schedule. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. And you did, yeah. uh, who did you end up facing? Um, so you went four and oh, so who'd you end up facing the first round? I played against a kind of a janky. Uh, you're cutting out uh, a little playing... bit. Oh, am I? Interesting. Yeah, it's like every few seconds, just like I don't hear anything. And then it cuts back in. Uh, that's not good. So I played against the CIS list. Let me know if you can hear me. Yep. Um, it was a, kind of a janky one with like Dooku and Dirge and Volandos and Sunfak. Um, and Sunfak was not very happy to see two large base ships across from him. Um, Sunfak was less happy when we... Gar Saxon, he realized, removes his tractor to See, that's when you gotta start using Sunfak on your own ships. <laughs> Correct. Uh, his Volan Doss got unlucky and bumped and took the red focus. And then my Lee Makai had a range one into Vol. And I rolled three hits. And then he rolled one evade, and I spent his evade. And I one shot Volanda. And I felt pretty bad about that. <laughs> I mean, and then it kind of just. The way to take a high fighter is just one shot, right? Yeah. If and it, then it, it kind of just. Good spiraled from there but that was a great game um he he did a hail mary with dooku put Duke. um it was great my second round was against a rear machino deathfire major rhymer tomax brand countdown this game was a bit of a slog um, but I did end up pulling it out obviously um, I just focused everything I possibly racked to kill as fast as and it took a couple turns long I wanted it to but I got him and then I killing two of the bombers and it was a pretty close game but I squeezed it out in the end um, the ion bombs caused havoc that is not great for my list. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm looking at right now. There's two bomb generators, one ion bombs, all with barrage yeah. rockets and saturation salvo. It's just so rude. And Death yeah, Troopers and on top of that. Death Troopers and Earth Vader. That's just rude. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm looking at it right now. Um, that, that's the played... you were saying earlier. You don't want to see. Yeah, it's bombers. just not, it's just a gross list to play against in general. Uh, and then I played against Vader, Mauler, Backstabber, Vader, and the Boys, uh, Tomax, Jonas, and uh, this game was this game was interesting because it was salvage. Expected some big base ships and just did not go near the middle of the board at all <laughs> he grabbed a couple crates and uh kind of like toilet bowl ran around the board edge from me so i grabbed a couple crates and sat in them um and he was it he was probably my closest game to a loss um because is that, the, I, is that a three I, ship list that that you played the one you're currently talking nope. about nope vader mauler backstabber so the bull Oh, I'm just looking uh, for that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for it right now. I'm not sure. If it oh, was... is it Darth Gyro, possibly? No, it's teleportation in sixth place. Oh, okay. Oh. Just found it. Yep. Ah, yes, yes. 
Um, so it was it was a good it was a good game. He uh, he played the way he needed to play. Um, it it was salvage. Uh, he ignored Afra pretty much entirely. So the problem we had about uh, the child being down and then not having tokens uh, came through. But I believe this is the game that I did the cheeky. Yeah, this was the game. So Vader went through a gas cloud to ionize himself um, to get away from my ship. So it was a good play. And then he moved next turn. And then I had a disabled power regulator on my Cad Bane, okay? Oh, no. So I was ionized. I got the ion token. I shot at Vader. I hit him. And then I can transfer one token from myself yep. to the defender. Yep. Oh, so oh, no. I gave him the ion with the same power regulator. And I ended up and each um, turn you would get one. Yes. Yes, I it is Cat's ability is every two turns. Yeah. I couldn't keep locking him in there. But uh it was enough for me to Afra and Cad to kill Vader to win me the game. The playtesting the playtesting works. <laughs> that's why you can only do it once every other turn <laughs> probably actually <laughs> so that was a great game and then the fourth round I had to play my brother Alex and dun, Alex dun, is playing dun, five ship resistance yeah dun 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 and that is probably the best matchup for my scum list in terms of like the meta lists because a lot of resistance lists or resistance ships stress themselves naturally so I don't have to worry about doing that on my uh agency and yeah and he has the n9g8 lock yeah and they hit heart and can kind of nuke one of my ships into almost oblivion but a lot of those ships spend their resources on offense that have very little defense back so what happened was i just killed an x-wing a turn for three and that Wow. Oh, I tip my hat to you, sir. You kill those X-Wings. Don't, don't <laughs> let them survive. Those damn resistance <laughs> X-Wings. I'm just looking at List Fortress here. You're the only scum list all day? Correct. Wow. And uh, they announced the bounties for the day at the beginning. Very hilarious because was every time you get a win with a scum list, you go to go get an extra prize. And I looked around and then realized that I was the entire so <laughs> he applied for me. That's crazy. Well, I mean, it's also a tribute. Like, you're obviously very... Like, how much practice did you have with it before you were running it for this event? Uh, 10 to 12. It, it had been a list that I had, like, played... <clears throat> Pardon me online quite a bit with um more as kind of just a fun list mm -hmm. uh, and then i realized it's a bit evil it's token sharing -y, sharing -y, and it just plays around tokens a lot um well, but it, it's fun it's fun to fly it's also quite hard to fly but well i know what i'll be practicing if i am stuck with scum again in season five <laughs> I would definitely recommend at least trying it because it is. Well, I did fly list. a different list every week. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Because I just couldn't stick with anything in Scum. That I was like, this is the one. I just had to keep trying new things: four ship lists, five ship lists, yeah. and then my last game with three freaking aggressors <laughs> lost by one point. I was like, no. I will. I will say it. Um. It's pretty good in most of the objectives. Um, assault is kind of a free win because you have two big base ships. I was going to say two and large because, base, yeah. And because Africa kind of just parks somewhere, if you can set it up where she's touching two or even three objectives if you set it up really well, you just get so many free points. <laughs> um, scramble is hard because you're low initiative. So you kind of just aggressively have to go for the the scramble points. 
or but force you also, opponents. You do have some ships that can kind of stay behind, like Lima or Boss can stay behind if they really need to. Go slow yep, and absolutely. Keep, keep taking the points until it's theirs. Lima, Bosk, and CAD can all play objectives pretty well. And that's one of the things I like about the Sync Laser CAD, is if he has to like um, grab an objective or something, he's not sacrificing too much offense to do that. Whereas like the Proton Cannon CAD pretty much has to reposition to get that Proton Cannon off or threaten an area with it. Mm -hmm. This CAD just, I don't know, one hard claim the... <laughs> I noticed the like, scramble. there was a lot of... Um, may say around think laser cannons on the on the um, row class. I and really then, like protons on dirge, but yeah, yeah I but uh, I agree. Like the sync laser cannons make so much sense on I four or lower. Um, although my proton cannons don't roll more than two paint, but that's okay. <laughs> Except for the yeah. one time that I knew Tull and Doss with one. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's awesome. It's it's great to see Scum succeed. It's great to see you succeed with it. And I want to actually see it in action. And I'm sure I think Dave, you said that you want to see it in action too, but unfortunately no oh, yeah, yeah. on stream. <clears throat> well just this yeah, nothing was my interest with weekend, last week's but... list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we can get a game in and you can show me how it goes. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm uh, I'm also curious. Um, I know a lot of people are saying a bad matchup for them is the Republic, all the arcs, and Padme or Lumi or whatever version it is. Um, have you any issues like with that kind of beef? That or... is the matchup I was worried about the most, and I did not run into it. So I don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I don't know how that match goes. Um, it probably devolves into some horrible cluster of ships in the middle of the board that I just nothing. Everything bumps, and I don't know. Because <laughs> it seems like my rerolling defense dice. Yeah, every single resistance or republic list is three arcs at least. So I, I see like a few, I see at least four or five or four or five. I think at least four of the triple arc lists here that you dodged. So. Yes. Um, I think it's definitely winnable. Um, it's about the same damage output as the three, as the five two seventies. It just has a little more beef, which matters actually quite a bit in my match in my list, but you don't even think, you don't think it's a little bit easier to get through that one agility. As opposed to two, which is uh, on a T seventy, it is, it is easier. But the T seventies focus um, typically melt pretty quickly, whereas like the arcs have born for this and selfless and stuff. So, oh yeah, I'll curse you. They can be a little, little tricksy with the math. Yeah, they're able to spread damage around without your say, pretty much. Yeah. It's really cool. I well, think it comes down to road a lot, too. Like, if Manaru gets blocked by all the all the arcs, or if Manaru can block a bunch of the arcs, I don't know. It's, it's one I have not actually played yet. Well, I'm really, I'm really happy that we were able to go through the whole tournament with you and uh, kind of mm -hmm. go over everything. Um, before we uh, kind of slow down a bit, um, there's a little thing that we sometimes do on the cast called the uh, Wikipedia Deep Dive. Um, we haven't done that in a little bit. Um, but, uh, let's say you can pick a faction and we will... The way it works is you just pick a faction. Uh, what, as long as we haven't done it before, we'll pick the first pilot that pops up in a random list and kind of learn a little bit about them. All right. Well, I feel like it's only fitting to do scum. All right. So we'll go into scum. I'll hit randomize. 
And what did you look at that? The first one that came up is Manaru. Have we talked about Manaru before, guys? <laughs> we have not. I would love to know about Manaru. I'm sure there's nothing to learn. Probably no. I know that there is some stuff about Manaru. There's a little bit. Yeah. I don't know uh, how much of it is new canon. In Legends, there's a lot. Uh, I think canon, she's still married to Dengar, but uh, here, I'm going to post the link in the podcast chat here. We can all... Andrew, I'll leave you off for the... Uh, the. Did you guys want to talk canon or Legends? Probably canon, right? Um, yeah, canon. Uh, it looks like there's not as much stuff in canon, but uh, Andrew, we'll give you the honors of the first paragraph there. All right. Manaru is an Aruz female who dated the bounty hunter Dengar. At some point, she became indebted to the hot crime Lord Jabba, who made her his prisoner against Dengar. Should he manage to capture his fellow bounty hunter, Fat Manaru? Fed to Jabba's pet Rancor. After Manaru had ceased to be Jabba's prisoner, Dengar got in trouble in the Vergezo asteroids, leaving Manaru Jumpmaster 5000 punishing one. Okay, so she she got the exact same ship, the Jumpmaster, from Dengar, so it's not too different. They're they're both the exact same ship. That's cool. Um, Justice, do you want to do the next paragraph after that? Sure. Manaru contacted a group of spacers via Identity Scrambled Comms and arranged to meet them on the outskirts of Moss Entha on the planet Tatooine. Shortly after the spacers arrived, she landed the Punishing One nearby and met them at the hatch to the starship, employing the group to aid her in rescuing Dengar. Assumption ends here because this section assumes completion of a role-playing game adventure seed in I assume uh uh what what was the game what was that bounty hunters oh was it bounty hunters okay I was I was I, I don't know I, I just scrolled down and it says appearances bounty hunters 12 bounty hunters 13 oh, that's uh the comics, I think. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. I assume it's the uh, Force and Destiny, uh, whatever. Yes. The scum one was Edge of the Empire. That's it. I don't think there's a lot to say here, but there's a behind the scenes section that says in the new Star Wars canon, Manoru was first mentioned uh, in the Punishing One expansion pack. Um, she originated in the Star Wars Legends continuity, where she was created by Dave Wolverton in 19, for the 1996 short story Payback, The Tale of Dengar, which is published in the Tales of the Bounty Hunters anthology. So I'm just going to go into Legends real quick, because uh, this is how I remember her, is that she was married to Dengar, and they both had to, they were both the original ones that rescued Boba from the Sarlacc pit. I believe. That is the legend. Um, they, to their surprise, they found the Sarlacc dead and a half-dead Boba Fett lying near it. Manaru stopped Dengar from killing Boba from anger of his abuse to him and instead treated the wounded bounty hunter. Once Fett recovered, Manaru settled down with Dengar, who asked Fett to be the best man for their wedding. Oh, that's so cute. adorable but yeah obviously they have uh, if anybody's paying attention to Disney Plus they have a whole new story for how Boba recovered <laughs> so I'm wondering nobody was paying attention <laughs> so before that everybody thought Boba was just dead right so when did they come up with this this was So that is back in '96. So unless you were reading the novels, then you were you didn't really know.
Anyway, that was fun. We got to little, know a little bit more about Manaru and how she has a totally different background and the canon side of things. But it's kind of cool that in canon, like her only mention is X-Wing officially. So far. That is interesting. She's also blue. So I think that that's the same Arzun. Um, so that's the same species that they use for that one scum card in 1.0, I um, think. Yeah, it was on a, she was on a Tommy Mind. <laughs> that's all I remember. Yeah, actually. Tommy Mind Link, yeah. That's Miss that card. No, you don't. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what it does. I think that you take an action and then everybody else gets You take a action. token, everyone else gets that token. Yeah, it was scum a, you could all share focuses, but yeah. you also all shared stress. So yeah. you got stressed. They all got stressed. Seemed fair. Balanced and fair. Should come back, just, actually. Just like expertise, that was balanced and fair. I don't remember that one. It came out later with the, the U-Wing, I think. Expertise was the, uh, if you're not stressed, all your focus on attack. All your focus is on attack. This is like permanent, um, permanent man, yeah. uh, uh, Mallory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or permanent, permanent glitter stim all the time for attacks. Yeah, glitter stim, yes, yes. So my, my cousin Alex would torture me with, uh, expertise on, on dash. And just uh, the worst. Just the worst. Well, uh, uh, before we sign off, thank you so much again for coming on, Andrew. It was a blast chatting with you. And thank you so much for coming on to agree to talk about your uh, your winnings. Yeah, no and... worries. Thank yeah, you thanks for, for sharing me. your list. Sorry, I was kind of just rambling. <laughs> no, no, that's what, that's, what, <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's what we do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries it, was, it was great. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Um, uh, before we sign off, do you have any shout outs that you have? Um, that you anybody? Uh, nothing crazy, I guess, to Nickel City League. That's been fun. absolutely shout out to Craig. Last. Um, and then to my brother Alex, X-Wing partner, always going to events with me and playing games with me. So, Go, Alex. All right. Um, do you guys have uh, Justice State? Do you guys have any shout-outs this week? Uh, I, got, I got a couple things I could say before we go. Okay. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have a lot to say tonight, but I was uh, very intrigued by your list. Thanks for coming on again. I'm gonna maybe try a mix of of this and what Justice was talking about last week. Uh, but since uh, um, Luke said you were thinking about coming out last year for our tournament, anybody listening, uh, there, you know, we're we're in the very early stages of of planning the um, London City Ewok Invitational or whatever we're calling it, big, big, the big time tournament part two. So if you still haven't visited London, keep us in mind. We're, I don't know, eight, eight, eight uh, six to eight months out from another tournament possibly. Um, yeah, so that, <laughs> I wanted to say that. You guys are already making plans for, um, you guys are changing yeah, you know, the we're, You're Well, change the no, I, I, I don't, I couldn't remember uh, I started talking before I could remember the name. Uh, I think it, it should just be F- Forest City me. Open Volume 2 or whatever. Forest City Open, that's it. Yes, Forest City Open Part 2. That's what it will be. Yeah, so I just wanted to, I don't know, put that bug out there. Let it let it be out in the in the interwebs. People can start spreading that around. Save your, save your money for a summertime visit to London. And yes, the other London. The 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 uh well I wanted to say the original London but I guess nobody's gonna believe that we're we're the second London 
one in Canada. There you go. Not the one in Texas. Okay, the third London then. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Justice, do you got any shout-outs this week? Um, no. Not this week. Um, no shout-outs to your uh, little rodent friends or anything like that? Uh, I'll give a shout-out to the blog. Uh, we just finished our three-year campaign. Three-plus oh family. Level 1 to 19. Awesome. Well, 1 to 20, actually. Everyone leveled. Uh, we're behind on the blog a bit, but no, we just finished with the kids, and we're starting another one soon. You killed everybody, didn't you? Tried to. No. <laughs> Final boss, they did over 1,300 damage to it. Wow. No, that's quite the accomplishment, finishing a campaign. Congrats on that. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if I have anything specific uh, this week. Mar uh, Super Mario RPG has been awesome. Oh, it's the best game. Yeah, uh, I, this is my first time really playing through it properly with the remake. And a shout yeah. out to uh, the Flints for their um, store champ that I'll be going to this weekend with the guys. And of course to Nickel City for everything Greg does over there. Okay. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on again, Andrew. And I hope yeah, everybody, no. thank you guys, everybody listening, has a great night. And uh, if you're listening now or from the future, take it easy, guys. All right. See you guys. Bye.